Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! Yeah, I was like horrified at those like dress shots on the floor. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's us. <laughs> oh, hey guys. Oh it's my a- God. It's Alex and Sarah back Hello. for Fantasy Sweet Week. I know. Um, okay, so I was horrified <laughs> by the dress shots on the floor. Okay, well, and- I was horrified by one of Becca's outfits, which we will get to. Okay, we'll get to it all. Literally, Alex, I'm just going to show you right now. I have half a page oh, that just no. says, what is she wearing? Okay, I'm really excited to talk. Um, but first, we just need to make a quick announcement about paradise. No, that's celebrate. <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> paradise are you are you trying to sing the almost paradise theme song almost paradise i guess that's what i was going for <laughs> okay guys so next week we have becca's mentel off the following week um on wednesday the 8th our episode of her finale will air and then thursday august 9th our episode of Paradise is going to air. The premiere of Paradise. And then moving forward, all of our episodes are going to be on Thursday while we're covering Paradise. Exactly. So just to keep you all up to date. Also, we did have some people reach out saying that some of our episodes were falling off of Google Music. Google now has a Google podcast app. So you're going to want to download that and check it there if that's how you've been listening to the show. Solid housekeeping, Sarah. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, anything else that we need to clear up? Anything else that needs swept up before we get into the episode? No, I don't think so. Okay, now let's dive into some Chiang Mai, Thailand. <laughs> okay, wait. Is Thailand where Chris Souls dumped Caitlin Bristow? Yes. Was that temple that her and Blake went to the temple where he dumped Caitlin? Yes. It was? I don't know, but the rose ceremony picture looked exactly the same. Okay, so the temple that Becca and Blake went to, the number one rule is you you can't touch or kiss or anything. And I remember that was the rule during the rose ceremony where Chris dumped Caitlin. Yeah. Wow, Sarah. So I wonder if it's the same You continued to impress me today. I totally did not remember that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Okay. So I guess they're just like fresh out of ideas. <laughs> There's nowhere else in the world they can go. They've gone all the places. Yeah. Maybe they got a, like a sick discount. Probably. I mean, Thailand, I mean, once, I mean, I know that flights are a lot, but once you're over there, travel around Thailand is relatively cheap. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So Blake is the first overnight date. So they go to the sacred temple, um, also known as where crystals dumped Caitlin Bristow. Um, and as it's known among the locals, <laughs> they can't kiss. They can't touch. Something about that is sexy to them. I, I thought it was sexy because if you know that you're going to the fantasy suite later, but you can touch each other beforehand, yeah, there's a lot of buildup. That's like a little tantalizing. I do have to say some, like I have to bring up something Becca said. Um, she goes, so they met a monk who tells them about like all the pillars that you need in a relationship. And Becca goes, there's something just like so old about interacting with a monk. <laughs> she has so, so many fresh old. hot takes. <laughs> there's just something so old about it. Um, maybe it's old. <laughs> I found it soothing. Yeah, I thought it was nice. He, Blake, is like cracking up at her awful job. I wrote down the same exact thing. <laughs> like losing his 
is mine. And I think it's pretty earnest. I think it was when they had to ring the love bell and she was like, listen to that love sore. Yeah. Blake was in stitches. But like there was like <laughs> stitches. There were a few moments where I was like, she's just making dumb jokes and he is like throwing his head back. I guess that means he, you know, you like it. You laugh at the jokes of the people you like. That's right? the person that you should end up with. The person yeah. that like worships your like shitty jokes. That thinks you're really funny. I yes. actually, we have friends of the pod. You guys know him well, Shane Lennon, who always... <laughs> Are you about to throw Shane under the bus? No, right no. But he, he does like, I just remember thinking this was like really sweet. So he's been his girlfriend, Tiffany. So Shane does this like weird thing where if you, whatever you like tap his arm or something, he's always like, ow. And he acts like it really hurts him. Mm -hmm. And Tiffany laughs every time. (laughs) And I remember (laughs) being like, oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Tiffany's also really hot. (laughs) So Shane. I mean, no, hot couple. I suggest you guys check them out on Instagram. (laughs) Check check out their hot pics. (laughs) (laughs) But that just kind of reminded me of that. I think that's really important to find somebody because I feel like our, our parents do that too. Like our mom thinks our dad is like so funny and that's apparently like, I guess like the secret to a long lasting relationship. I had like a, like a work retreat sort of type thing. It was just like 30 minutes over lunchtime. Um, right when I started at my job and, um, we had to like, talk about we had like a list of attributes and we had to pick the three that were most important to us and the one girl in the group that was married said humor and she was like when you're married like laughter is what gets you through it like you know Mm -hmm. like it's like uh, marriage is hard you work at it but she's like as long as you keep each other laughing like that's like the secret sauce or something I feel like the couples that I really respect admire and look up to are the ones that mutually think that the other is hilarious yeah um yeah so i think that was a good sign by blake that and couples that watch the office while they fall asleep together isn't that just like every human being on planet earth i don't know if it's not (laughs) I, I, I would wonder who what I would have in common with somebody who doesn't fall asleep to the office. Yeah, that's like what everyone on planet Earth does. <laughs> yeah. Dogs, cats, humans, <laughs> snakes, if you're a house if you're a house snake. <laughs> Guinea pigs. <laughs> We've gone too far. Um What did you think of her Marilyn Monroe nighttime dress look? Okay, that was fine. That was not my appalling moment. <laughs> okay, I'm really excited. I feel like the buildup to your appalling moment is like the buildup of Blake and Becca not being able to touch each other before the I, fa- prior to the fantasy suite. I stood up okay. out of my I, seat. Don't tell me yet. Don't tell me yet. I don't want to know. I you don't, don't want to guess. You can't. Yeah. The fact that you can't guess like concerns. Is me. it the white outfit she was wearing with Garrett at the end? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was a lace button-down apron with a velvet collar. Okay, so you know what that look kind of reminded me of? What? Okay. (laughs) Like, it reminded me of, like, after... Like, you know how in Father of the Bride, um, maybe it's... But, like, in any wedding movie, like, after the reception, everyone waves off the couple as they go off into their honeymoon, and, like, the woman wears some version of a white... Yeah, dress, but it's like the vaca- the vacation look, white dress, yeah. like the vacation bridal look. That's what I felt like she was channeling in that moment. Okay, that is fair, but they have never been as bad as that. It looked like she sewed it herself ten minutes before the date. Um, <laughs> like I was like the velvet collar. I was like, did you just pick up pe- scrap pieces of fabric? Do you think she was maybe trying, like, I don't know. Do you think somebody on on set is like, listen, I, I have a new line. I'm trying to get it yes. out there. Yes, I do. And it's like somebody who didn't go to fashion school. And like, this was like an <laughs> apron. Like, it was a it was a white lace 
apron. Was it ill-fitting, though? I don't recall it being so ill-fitting. I don't know. Does it matter? The thing about Becca and her clothes, and I know we've said this before, is her body is so good that it almost doesn't even matter what she wears because she looks so gorgeous all the time. That's why she should always be in athleisure because it shows it off. This is what she was wearing during Blake's day. I know, and she looked amazing. Hair in a bun, athleisure apparel. Mm -hmm. Great start. Yeah, shout out to my roommate, Matt, who who said... um, she looked amazing in athleisure and then it was downhill from there. Yes. That's ev- that's this entire season. She wore athleisure on one date and then like it was like an early on date, like a group date. Mm-hmm. And then it's just been like awfulness since then. OK, I don't want to spend too much time shitting on her clothes. OK, um, but I, I hear you and I see you. OK, and- that's all I needed. Mm hmm. Okay, their fantasy suite is okay. Looks just like a normal hotel. I also want to point out that the fantasy suite cards, Chris Harrison's writing changes, like his handwriting changes. Yeah, it's not him. It's a producer. I know, but they need to have some, like I feel like they need to have some um, script supervisor on set to like make sure the consistency is the same throughout the seasons. Because yeah. I notice, and as somebody who's really submitted herself to this journey and like the process, like I want the illusion. I yeah. want every I dotted. I want every T crossed. Yeah. And you think that I am not going to notice that the date cards handwriting changes from yeah. season to season. Yeah. And from date to date. date to t- how dare you? How dare you shatter my fantastical view yeah, of this show? This was obviously a girl that just like wrote something up really fast. Yeah. It was really great. I loved, um, I loved uh, Blake's reaction when, um, uh, like it's like, should you forgo blah 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 the whole the whole language jargon. He was yeah. like, uh, yeah, Chris, <laughs> I would like to accompany her to the fantasy suite. The, Blake is still the person she should pick, but it's a, it's gonna be Garrett. I, I know. know it is. Well, it's it's yeah. so clearly gonna be Garrett, and like. I'm going to throw something at the TV because how it should go is Blake should win and Jason, Jason should be the next bachelor. But if she doesn't pick Blake, Blake has to be the next bachelor. He just has to be. So like Jason's just swept under the rug. (sighs) I I love Jason and maybe they'll have two bachelors like they did two bachelorettes one year. I love him. Um, I have a question for you because like at this point in my life, I really, I truly don't know that I I know it takes a successful relationship okay. to happen. I would assume that I would want a relationship like Becca's and Blake's because um, they seem like they're truly best friends. Obviously, they make each other laugh. There's so much mutual respect. When Blake says, I don't think the other men love her like I do, I believe him, even though it's like a little bit of a creepy thing to say. <laughs> um, I believe him too. But when she is with Garrett, I mean, it is truly electric. Like... Yeah, see, I get, I yeah, I get it. It's like, I guess there's people where you're like souls kind of like hear each other. <laughs> or and, your private parts. Or your private parts. <laughs> but I, I, and again, I mean, I'm not like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been married yet, but I'm going to assume like what you want is the like, the the solid foundation the honesty the being able to talk about anything the being able to laugh together like it Mm -hmm. that just seems like this is why the show can be problematic and usually I do and I, I I said this from the beginning is we've had bachelorettes that were super intuitive knew exactly what they wanted everyone thought Rachel should pick Peter she picked Brian and it's clearly like it clearly works you know like They've all known. And I was like, I don't think Becca's strong enough to know. I think Becca's going to be one of these just like pick like whatever's like feeling the craziest in that moment. Because like I said this last week, like a relationship like Jason's is kind of like one that you'd probably the guy you'd probably end up with. Like if you met him in the real world because their relationships were regressing a bit normally. Whereas like, I don't know if I agree with you at that point, but I understand what you're saying. But like when you have your like electricity and all you have is a couple of like you have two months together, like clearly your brain and your body is just going to like take you to wherever the electricity is where it's like not always going to be the most sustainable relationship. So can you not be with somebody long term that you have like insane chemistry with? I don't I I, I no, that's not what I'm saying, but it's what I'm asking. What <laughs> else do they like? But the problem is, is they don't have anything else. 
He gave her, I know we're skipping a little bit ahead to Garrett, but he did give her some nuggets of what she wanted. Nuggets. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I've never heard Garrett say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never heard anything of substance come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. At all. Yeah. Whereas like Blake, everything is like a sonnet. Everything. <laughs> I He's literally like a like a walking book of poetry. I know. I thought it was interesting when they were like laying in bed the next day and we saw her dress on the floor, which, by the way, if that were me, I would just like shove my dress in a drawer. <laughs> I'd be like, don't get a shot of this. You yeah. Perver. Perverts. You're perverts. I know. I didn't uh, enjoy watching them like naked in bed together. I was like, we shouldn't be here for this. <laughs> Why did they get like, do you think the producers were like, we have to get you like we have to get shots of you in bed? Like, why did she let? Okay, yes, because I don't recall that. I don't recall that from Rachel season. No, because that's listen. I I I know I keep like talking shit on this girl, but it's just like that's what makes Rachel like a better bachelorette. Like she's strong. Rachel says no. Yeah, because Rachel says no. She like Becca is literally their puppet. It's like everything that they want her to do, she does. And I knew it was going to be this way. I noticed that when she was when Ross Durgle came back into her life, and she was like, and she was looking for a place for them to sit, and she you could see her looking at production. She was like, "Is it okay if I yeah if we sit over sit there? wherever you want, or like literally push him off the balcony? You don't uh. have to listen to him." <laughs> that he was really like funny. a terrible ex boyfriend. <laughs> like yes. she's just too put to get. She cares too much about the reputation and the image. Well, about maybe not the everybody. image because the outfits haven't been great. Sarah. <laughs> I mean, so she still ruthless. looks hot. She always looks hot. There's like no doubting that she always looks hot. But like, yeah, it's just, yeah. I'm just so frustrated because I know she's gonna pick Garrett. Like, I, I mean, this is I'm I haven't read I haven't read any spoilers, but like, I just I know from watching the show long enough, I know she's gonna pick Garrett, and like, I'm gonna freak out. Yeah. Um. I think uh, to your point, I thought it was interesting when Blake was just basically the next morning was affirming her and was just like, I get nervous around you. My heart is pounding. He was saying all of these sweet things to her. And she was like, you're in your head today. I was like, no, he's not. I was like, I wonder if she was saying that to try to like poke holes and things. I don't know. I was like, he was literally like affirming you every step of the way. Why are you she's trying like to looking, sabotage it? She's like looking. That's bad. Mm hmm. That's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. I know. God, man, if this... That sucks. It's going to be Garrett, and it's going to suck so bad. Oh, my God. Garrett's so lame. Also, a trend over the course of this episode, like, the, th- the through line is Becca saying, like, I remember this time last year. Yep. Referring to her experience with Ari. Yeah, you but know that who told her year, to do that. But that last year was two months ago. Yeah, last year was not that <laughs> There's long like ago. There's, like, barely any time for reflection. <laughs> it was last year, maybe this time, like, like, that we're watching. I don't know. Like, she... No, I don't know what I'm trying well, to say. Well, two months prior to when she said, I remember last year because they only filmed for what? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, it was not that long eight ago. Weeks and I don't, what, the, what was the turnover? Okay, maybe it was like four months. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it still was not a full calendar year. No. Um, Do and you think if she picks Garrett, they're going to last? Probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, my God. It's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the one thing I'll say about Garrett is or in the end, the one thing, the two things I'm going to say are, no, this is basically all one thing. <laughs> um, Becca has picked guys who like her. Yeah. I mean, all three guys like are obsessed with her. Yeah. And that's like, that's why dope. she sent Colton home because she knew he didn't give a shit. Yeah. No, of course. It's obvious. But I was just like, those are some pretty good instincts. I mean, I think she wanted to take Colton to the fantasy suite, but then once that didn't really become an option anymore. Um, yeah. Once the truth rose to the surface, she was like, all right, I guess I'll take this. Maybe just guy. what Becca wants and what I want out of life are just so different that I can't even like comprehend it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where my issue is. What do you think Becca wants out of life? Um, I think she literally just like wants to have a baby and watch her husband like do activities like fish yeah. and like build a house. Really? Yes. What do you think she wants? Like, 
Okay, if I'm being like candid, yeah, um, like good sex. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, sure, that's fair too. Um, but I'm just I'm talking about like not necessarily what you want out of like a partner, but what you want just like in her life. I think she like she doesn't talk about any of her own interests, her own hobbies, like anything like that. But she loves that Garrett like drives a tractor and goes fishing and can like build stuff. Well, is it possible that we just don't know that side of her necessarily? Because like, yeah, but why not talk about it? That's like, why didn't she talk about it? Well, because like a PR person is a less sexy profession to like build a show out of than a lawyer like it was with Rachel like we didn't really know a ton about Caitlin I mean if you follow Becca on social media um like she was at CES which is like a um gosh I think it's a technology conference in Vegas every year but yeah um like she is a career driven person I would imagine she would want that life for herself but isn't it strange and maybe we just haven't seen it maybe it's all been cut out but like Mm -hmm. isn't it strange that she doesn't talk about it like if that was like did Caitlyn talk about it? Caitlyn always talked about being a dancer. Caitlyn didn't really have a career. Caitlyn was a dancer and liked to sing and she <laughs> danced all the time and she always talked about it. Like that was literally the old, she was a dance teacher and she liked singing. Uh-huh. That was it. She didn't really have a career. Okay. Well, that's not fair. Like she didn't have maybe like the typical like 9 to 5 office job or whatever right. that but she like what she liked, she talked about and she or she did it like, right. for people like what I about think Jojo. Um, again, I think Jojo was literally only like a um, she's more reality show. Like, okay. like but I don't think Becca ha- or sorry, I don't think Jojo like had a job. I don't know. I just think it's not necessarily <laughs> fair. I mean, I think I I. <laughs> I take back what I said about good sex, even though I definitely think she wants it. Well, right sure. Now. Most people want that. But I I think she wants like a daddy replacement. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Like, but understandable. Mm-hmm. No, I, totally, I don't know. Yeah. That she, I that's don't. like, I think she wants a good father. And that's mm-hmm. why Garrett showing up in a minivan was the best, the smartest thing he could have ever done. Because mm-hmm. like, that's what I think she wants out of life. Or the I think smartest she, thing producers could have told him to yeah, do. I think that's exactly, I think she just, she like wants to have a family and she like wants to like watch a man be a good dad. But like, I do think it's weird. She really doesn't like talk about herself or like what her life is like. I'm even trying to think about when she was with Ari. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think she really discussed like, typical day in minnesota and that's like weird to me the only reason why we know what she likes to do on a weekend is because jordan asked her (laughs) oh my god you're right he's like what's your typical weekend she was like what a weird question Uh, like no that is a normal question to ask someone you're dating we know she likes to go to brunch with her girlfriend or she likes to go to church with her girlfriends and then they brunch after yeah yeah like you're right that's the only person that asked her that or we saw ask her that. And she was like, why would I like she was like weirded out that she had to answer that question. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. No, it is weird. I agree. I just I feel like I know about as much about Becca as I know about Garrett, which is nothing. <laughs> right. And we know that except that they're family people. So that's mm-hmm. a, a common value for them. So maybe we'll work. Mm hmm. And we just know like the inside and out of Blake's soul. I mean, he has just I know bled ev- himself dry. I know Blake from the minute he was conceived in the womb <laughs> till like now. Like I know everything about him. I, like, uh, can we move on to my favorite? Yeah. Um, he is Jason. My goodness. Okay. I think that we saw bachelor history be made in this episode. Why? We've never seen the bachelor bachelorette break down to a producer and see that producer. That's true. Literally. She was like, I have to sit down. I'm sweating. And she like pushed all of her hair behind her head and was like, just hunched over like freaking out to a producer and we saw the producer I'm like I've never seen this before yeah that was really interesting that whole montage was really interesting when he got out of the van he was so hot and he was like how you doing baby and he <laughs> called her Bexter again which we didn't cover last week but I totally loved the whole They're Bexter so of jokey. it all. and by the way walking around a farmer's market with a cold beverage is my dream date oh yeah that's not my dream date <laughs> Actually, Garrett's date was my dream date. Um, oh. 
but this is why you and I are (laughs) this is why you and I are different people um I guess Garrett's date was okay we'll get to it that's just so surprising to me (laughs) yeah okay well we'll talk about it it later but yeah that was like I literally wrote down dream date um but I thought it was okay so I found okay when she talks about, I guess she made some comment about the stones and and she said something about how she would like a certain design in her future home. And she's like, maybe our future home. And the minute that she said our future home, it just felt completely inauthentic. And she ended up having like a mental breakdown. Yeah, I have had moments in my life like this, not necessarily related to relationships, but like when I have said something out loud and it's felt so unreal that I've been like, oh, has this thing that I thought I wanted for so long not actually been what I wanted? I totally agree. I've also had those moments of even things that maybe I haven't wanted for so long, but it's like, oh, like, yeah, I'm going to invite my friend to this party. And then like the second I invite them to the party, I'm like, I don't want you there. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, exactly. that's the moment I clicked <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) But I really related to that feeling of like you. The minute you saying it, like being like, whoa, I don't believe what I just said. Or like being cool, playing along with something that you really like and then realizing like immediately and abruptly that it's not the right thing for you. I was like, oh, I have had that feeling before. Yeah, it is overwhelming and it kind of takes over your body in the same way that it did for her. Yeah, I recognized that moment. It was it was kind of fascinating. I just felt bad for poor Jason, who was just like kind of sitting on a step and being like, (laughs) it's so upsetting. All I could think about was his poor brother. Wait, why? He's like not going to have a sister-in-law. Well, he's going to have a sister-in-law eventually. I know, but he was just like amazing and I want more of him. Like I want to see him around more. Well, maybe Jason will be the bachelor and we'll see his brother, Alex. You know, that's not going to (laughs) happen. It might. Sarah. Don't tease me. It might. I'm really curious to see how this sort of plays out in the wash and who everyone kind of rallies around because Jason was number one trending on Twitter last night. Just FYI. Yeah, I know. I saw that. So hello. But I think that another Jason was all I think it was getting mixed in with another Jason. I think Jason. there were two Jasons. There in were the news. two Jasons that made there were two separate parties talking about Jasons and that merged into one. Was one like a Republican yeah, um <laughs> nominee or Yeah, one was somewhat like a political <laughs> and the other one was the bachelorette. Two different parties <laughs> and it just merged into one trending topic. Well, Jason's number one, I guess. <laughs> Um, I'm going to just like forget the latter half of that fact and just believe that um, it was my beloved Jason Tatrick. You could tell number one. You could tell right when they sat down for this dinner that he was so pumped to hook up with her. So he was like, let's get this night going. (laughs) And I thought it was kind of cool. Like, okay, I (laughs) I totally got why he was angry. (laughs) When she dumped him, like, or why he showed his anger, A, because he was horny and he thought that he was probably going to get some and B, because he really just had no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that this is not the same thing as Ari. She was like, I just did to him what Ari did to me. Oh, 100%. No, it didn't. It's the structure of the show. I think you're just really, really hurt when you really like someone and they break up with you and you didn't see it coming. And like, that just sucks. And yeah, he was like, not. I she didn't know. get engaged to him. Yeah. Plan a life. She was like, him. I literally just did to him what I did to Ari. It's like, no, you did it. And this is like, this is another interesting. Yeah. You said it earlier. Becca's such a people pleaser. Like mm-hmm. that was just a breakup. Like you mm-hmm. just broke up with someone, Becca. You don't like you're okay, and like they're gonna be okay. And like next week, we see her crying on her mom's shoulder, and she's like, "I just don't want to hurt anyone." Her mom's like, "Well, that's just never gonna happen. We're gonna hurt people for the rest of our lives, unintentionally sometimes, sometimes in like intentionally, but like that's just life, right?" And because she is a people pleaser, her mind went to the extreme of, "I'm Ari." Yeah, and it's like, "No, you're not. No, dude. you're not." I mean, do I agree with your decision? No. Do I think you're crazy? Of course I do. Do I think your lime green ring should be thrown into a dumpster? Obviously. Sarah! All I 
could focus on was her crying and she had a lime green blob on her hand literally the size of her hand you are such a hater i like actually cannot believe (laughs) i have never seen the side of you before i've never seen a stylist like this before (laughs) on this show I actually wrote down that I loved her earrings. Okay, her earrings were great. Actually, I liked her dress at this dinner. Okay. But all I could stare at while she was crying was this neon glowing blob. This orb on her finger. It was an orb. I think it was very telling. Um, I thought his like his anger was like um Was he really that angry? <sighs> For him, I think he yeah, was. Because he got dumped. Because yeah, it was not in a way that was like aggro. And I thought it was I mean, he was respectful. Like he wasn't mean. It's not like he was like, well, fine, fuck it. I never liked you anyway, which no, is no, what no. Garrett would probably do. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking with conjecture and I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like there was that moment where she was just like, I want you to find happiness. And he was kind of like, sure. Yeah. I think the fact that he, his, and he tried to, there were a few times where he was like, is this, exactly what you want like he tried to fight for it a little bit I think because like they kind of left things on a awkward note which is why he wanted was the reason why he wanted to come back and make sure that things were they had they left with like nothing but positivity yeah which is what makes him like that would make me question everything I'd be like wow why didn't I pick him I know when he wrote that poem about their first kiss okay I have to ask you can she keep the scrapbook I was wondering what I would do with it. And I would be like, mom, can I keep it at your house? Yeah, because Anna mentioned when we were watching, he's like, she can't keep that. Mm -hmm. But I was like, yes, she can. Because this isn't really just a book, just about a guy. It's a book about like a huge experience that you had. This is so beyond just like a relationship. This was like something big. And it's like if he was writing her letters while they were broken up, like after they broke up and they were ongoing and she was in a relationship. That's oh, that's no, no, that's, bad, bad. That is where you you burn that. You but he'll move, never, you he'll never your, contact her no. again. They'll only see each other at Bachelor Nation events. That's the only time. Maybe. Yeah, if that. exactly. I don't think that's the case here. I think it's just sort of like a relic. Exactly what you're saying, like a time documenting an important history. Yeah. No, I mean, like you can't. Your relationships are really important, like all your previous relationships and have a def- and are defining moments in your life and lead you and guide you and direct you into the person that you eventually become. Yeah. I mean, I think respecting previous relationships are is really important. Yeah, we've all had them before. Yeah. Like except for Colton. Well, no, just kidding. <laughs> Colton like literally basically had a baby with Allie Raisman. I went back How? to <laughs> I went back to look at those pictures of her like in his house. And I was like, "She's in his house with his family." But it wasn't a formal setting. <laughs> oh my god. He no, is she such was just a politician. In, she was just in her PJs like literally rolling around his living room floor. <laughs> This isn't there's like literally a picture of her in pajamas on his living room floor with his family's dog. Doesn't count. I hate Colton. <laughs> Ugh. Oh my god, my blood is boiling. I can't wait to see him on Mentel all. I can't wait. I hope he's destroyed, ripped to shreds. He's not going to be. It's gonna be all about Jordan. Who? Oh. What? <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. That sorry. was like almost sacrilegious. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Not to go off on a like a total side tangent, but did you see Corinne get duped by Sasha Baron Cohen? No. It is so good. Everybody, please YouTube it. It's so amazing. What does he do? He approaches her. He approaches her, and um, he they stage a photo shoot of her in a hazmat suit, like saving people from Ebola, and they like just green screen her in it, but she like has a bikini on under. Oh my god! And she's like posing sexily. And then they make up a story about how she saved a village from being massacred. <laughs> She's like, yeah, so the the like guy like recognized me <laughs> and was a big fan. And he was like super nice, actually. And then that just like kind of like, I don't know, like deadened the tension and just like saved like six. I was able to save 6,000 people. <laughs> oh, my God. She like got punked. It was really it was I was funny. thinking about punked this week and how I think that was one of the best shows ever on TV. It yeah. was innocent fun. It was mm. so fun. 
Sometimes it was. Sometimes it went a little too far. <laughs> Justin called his mom. <laughs> okay, we have gone way off sorry, the path. Sorry, sorry. Okay, Garrett. Oh, she is so into this, dude. Her, every cell in her body like awakens. Okay, this is your dream date. One hundred. This looks like your nightmare to me. What do you think? Why would you think it would be my nightmare? Because it's in like a hot, humid area, and there's a bunch of people like screaming. <laughs> I love a party setting. Like I've always wanted to go on one of those bamboo rafts. The scenery was incredible. They were drinking Sapporo. Like everything about it was exactly what I want and need. Oh. If it's hot, they were getting splashed with water. <laughs> you were like, okay with them, like running into other people's rafts and Garrett had to like get them out. I thought it was hilarious. I Becca did not. You could tell that she was like trying yeah. so hard to hide her disdain for like the amount of people because she just wanted a beautiful romantic yeah she's like but it was a party it was fine okay i think do you think those people were happy that they were there i think not <laughs> they seemed happy that they were there i didn't get a read either way it seemed fine to me garrett literally smashed his raft into two other men like <laughs> by accident they were all it was like bumper rafts yeah, everybody was smashing Whatever. They were like crazy. They were, they were they like, were like splashing him with water. Like it, to me, it seemed like a jovial affair. I thought they were like, get out of here. <laughs> we had a different reads. This is 100% my dream date. I want to go to Thailand so bad and do all of that stuff. And I want to look at the elephants and the pelicans and whatever. That elephant was cute. Oh my God. I so badly want to meet an elephant. I've never have. So neither have I. So I'm sorry. I'm Great. reading my notes. Garrett. <laughs> literally the gist of what he said to her was like, I'm mm -hmm. really afraid of my engagement not working out, but I know that it won't because when you stepped up, I, I know that ours would, mm -hmm. sorry, because when you stepped out of that limo, you were so beautiful. So I was like, so you, their engagement will work because <laughs> you were so initially attracted to her. Yeah. I think that's kind of how he lives his life. He also did like a recap of their entire relationship. He's like, yeah. and then, we went on a group date. Because guess what? He has then... no other and nothing else to contribute to the world. <laughs> like he has nothing to say. He's just like, this is what's happened. This is what's happening. Then this she is... helped him get to a whole new level with his family. Um, And he was like, listen, I'm so awesome because I can live anywhere. <laughs> I also thought that I thought that was a nice move. Um, yeah, well, it's pretty customary that whoever's the bachelor, the bachelorette, the person you pick moves to where you're from. A lot of the times the bachelorette oh. will still go to where the man is. Didn't happen. Caitlin and Sean decided together where to move. Um, Jordan moved to Jojo. Brian moved to Rachel. You're right. I don't know who I'm talking. I don't know. What I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know. We're like. Yeah, no, you're Trista moved. You're right. I, I thought it was like a pretty good. I thought it was a pretty solid move because I I understood what she was saying in the moment when she was recapping again her relationship with Ari. And she was saying, you know, I would ask these questions and I would sort of just get these vague answers. And I think the reason that they were vague was because he wanted me to live a life where I fit in with his lifestyle rather than merging our own yeah so i thought like in that moment when he was just like hey i have this job that can take us anywhere i can move to you it was exactly what she needed to hear yeah. which kind of affirmed for me maybe she really does care about a staying close to her family yeah i think that's the number one and she's made that clear and possibly maintaining her job and her friendships yeah friendships they'll ne they never keep their jobs rachel sometimes lawyers but she still practices law yeah but it's not as often. But like people like Desiree, like Desiree still has yeah. her career. Yeah. I don't know. These like lower key bachelorettes, I think that they might settle back into their their normal, normal lives. Life. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to say about her weird outfit while we're on? <laughs> I can't believe you just brought that back up. <laughs> no, I think I got it all out. Okay. Becca takes Garrett back to a tent. Mm-hmm. Ari mm -hmm. took Becca to a tent. I know. I noticed the parallels. Very interesting. The glamping. I think this one had plumbing though. Or if it and at least a roof. Or if it didn't have plumbing, at least they at least didn't have to pee in the sand. Do we think it's a curse or a good sign? 
I mean, I think their relationship is cursed because what ended up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, just based on what's transpired, like post show, we all of this dirt came out about Garrett and like kind of the ugly underbelly of his life and his personality has been exposed. So and that's for Becca to deal with. I also heard in another podcast that he to this day continues to like like women in bikinis, like thong bikinis so on Instagram. Like after he got caught. So like that's okay. Shit well, bothers we don't me. truly know if he is with Becca. So like maybe he could be like a single guy just like liking girls in bikinis, which is still gross. It's not who I want to end up with. But like I just think guys that do that, like if you're liking that kind of shit online, I think you're creepy. So like if you're dating someone, you really like them. You're so into them. You yeah. find out that they're liking maybe naked girls or like really homophobic stuff, really racist stuff. What do you do? Do you open up the conversation or are you like, get out of my life, you disgusting person? I think it would mean a little too much. I would have certainly have a conversation, but I don't think it's something that I'd be able to get past. Yeah. Especially here's, here's a difference. I mean, I feel like we've talked about this a lot, especially on this podcast. People are allowed to grow and change and understand the error of their ways. Clearly he's like, not if he's still liking this stuff. And like, sometimes you, it takes you being called out for what you're doing wrong for you to recognize it. Mm -hmm. Here's the issue. Garrett was doing this literally days before he went on to the bachelorette. It's not like he's a changed person. Like, Do we know that? Yeah. Was it, weren't these tweets from like very recent that he I was liking? Know. Probably. I think everything that he was liking was like very recently. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not like he, like he went on to the show that person. He didn't go, he didn't meet somebody as someone who maybe used to like be this way and be like, you know what? Like, no, this is wrong. Like, uh, maybe I like met someone who was gay that like made me understand like why I've been so wrong right. and like I've changed, but like, I don't think that's, but the if case. he met that in the cast of the bachelor, like he's not yeah. going to necessarily meet. Well, I mean, he did meet a lot of like people who aren't from this country in Thailand. Well, in, and in the, Oh, and in, and, the cast. and in the cast. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, one of them is a sexual assaulter. Yeah. Bummer. I, I'm i also just getting really sick of the these people not vetting their, like, casting choices. Like, that whole thing with the proposal. Like, these are the same people with the proposal. Like, basically all those guys have, like, assault charges against them. Like, who, like, who's doing that job? What makes you think we're not going to find that? I don't know. It's I getting really annoying. I don't know that they necessarily aware of it. I just don't think they're being careful enough. Or that they care. Well, I mean, I think the objective is to make a good television show. Yeah, but I'm just like annoyed. Yeah. No, it's really, really infuriating. Um, Yeah. So Garrett was crying in his ITMs. Yeah, I know. We never saw Garrett cry he before. He feels hard. I know. That's interesting. He gave an interesting speech during the rose ceremony. I thought it was so awkward that she made them go through that standing next to each other for so long. Although I did. Did you watch the button at the end of the episode? It was so funny. So funny. Blake's like, can I go pee in that waterfall? <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was kind of good nature. Like I thought it was n sweet how good natured they were towards each other, even though Blake is clearly yeah. dying inside. <laughs> no, yeah, they were nice to each other. They weren't mean to each other. But then, like, she made them all cheers together and, like, hang out and talk and drink champagne. I was like, Becca, let everyone go home. I know. She was like, are you guys excited to meet my family? <laughs> I was like, that's so Becca, weird. Stop. Like, what if one of them's like, no. <laughs> um, She's so, that just, like, reminds me of small talk at the office. How's your weekend? Good. Weather was nice. Went outside. <laughs> I mean, at that point, what yeah, else excited, can you revert to? Right? Like, yeah, excited to meet your family. They seem nice. <laughs> There's nothing that you can say in that moment that no, probably wouldn't have been awkward. You could have said, let's all separate and go home. <laughs> well, there, I'm sure production was like, uh, can we get some B-roll of you guys just like talking to each other real quick? <laughs> like the, so sucked. much of what they do and say to each other, I just feel like it's dictated by schedules. I know, <laughs> which is why it's such a weird or a... Uh, 
awful shame that we can't see what happens during their overnight dates because that's when all the real stuff happens you want to watch stuff. them having sex no no no, no no but like, why don't you just watch high heel homicide that's you when need you're to get yourself a little no, no, no. bachelorette fix that's when you're allowed to ask who did you vote for oh okay got it do you have a 401k mm-hmm. what's a typical weekend like for you that's when you're allowed to ask those questions. Right. And those are the questions I want answers to. I think I prefer, you know, like the the sexy music, the lights turned off, <laughs> the nakedness in bed. The next oh, my day. God. I would literally be like, sit down and answer everything and hook them up to a lie detector. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's so much you need to know that you have not been able to ask them. Yeah. Like, do you want to raise your kids a certain religion? Like, Oof. you got to ask someone that before you get engaged. Oof. That right? some heavy stuff. You don't just get engaged and then figure that out later. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't. <laughs> or I guess you shouldn't get married. I guess if it's like, not figured out. Okay. That's like a tough thing to know. Yeah, but you need to know their opinion because there are some people that would say, I would never raise my kids Catholic. There are people that would say that. And if you're somebody that's open-minded to it and might want to, you're going to want to know if they're never going to open their mind to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you said a lot of mind opening <laughs> opening so that like I like sort of tracked what you're saying, but yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> final thoughts. I I just, my final thoughts are, I've already seen what she wears to the finale. I don't like it. Sarah, I cannot handle this negativity right now. I'm sorry. This is a boring season. <laughs> Becca, I think, was the right choice as the Bachelorette because of what she went through. But I think she was also a bad choice because she's boring <laughs> to watch on TV. Yeah. I'm sure I'm she's sure a great friend. I'm sure if we friend. went to brunch, we'd have the best time ever. Great time. Great times. You know. Did, did I tell you mom's sizzling hot take on Becca? No. Um, She was like, oh, she's vapid. What? Why? And I was like, mom, I, that is such a hot take. Wait, I've heard, I disagree. I was like, I have heard so many opinions about Becca and vapid is not one of them. What is her reasoning? Because she touches her face and hair. <laughs> <laughs> I touch my hair every 20 seconds. I think it's a nervous tick that she does. Yeah, I don't, she's on TV. I don't think it, it has anything to do with her being vapid, but it was just so funny hearing those words out of somebody's mouth. I was like, she is not. <laughs> if anything, I here are my genuine all real feelings of Becca. I think that she is a genuinely kind person, not just like a nice girl, like a kind person that cares about every single person she interacts with. I think she'll be a fabulous mother. Yeah. Such a great mother. Great wife. Um, I wish she would pick a lane with her outfits and Um, her stylist did this to her I know but again you can say no yeah I know she's not saying no yeah that's and I think she just she needs to set her own boundaries it's sad to me that she was like it made me upset when I watched her I understand breaking up with someone's not easy and that's gonna tear you up I get it but she was like I'm a monster for dumping someone no, you're not like yeah. you're a person that understood your own feelings and made a choice that was right for you. Yeah, I it, was it was wrong really for brave. America, but <laughs> it was right for her. And mm-hmm. like so, so to watch her be like, I'm a monster and a terrible person because I broke up with someone. It's like, well, you're in for a rough ride if you think that's what makes a monster. <laughs> you know what Becca needs? She needs a little bit of Cheryl Strayed. She needs yeah, a little bit of Brene Brown. Yeah. She needs to subscribe to Uber Uber <laughs> Uber <laughs> Eats. She needs Uber Eats. Uh, Working oh. woman on the go <laughs> needs quick and easy meals. Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. And while she's listening to her podcast, she can grab herself some Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah. By the way, this episode's been sponsored by Uber Eats. <laughs> mm. Mm. what are you eating right now? <laughs> chicken same <laughs> we, just ha- we just have a rotisserie in, in between us 
Um, when, when we say uh, that, we mean that we called an Uber and asked them to pick up a rotisserie chicken from the grocery store and bring it to us. <laughs> um, no, but I think you're right. I think that I don't I don't even think she lacks confidence is the right thing. She I just think she needs to feel stronger in her choices. Yeah, because I actually think she with the exception if she picks Garrett, I think she's done a pretty good job making decisions yeah like I always go back to the time where she did diss Ross Jurgle. like she does seem to have a a strong sense of self I just don't know if she believes that she does yeah it's a weird I disconnect. think you're right I think that's totally it mm-hmm. it's a weird disconnect. she has one but she yeah it's it's bizarre I don't know <sighs> I feel like I'm like watching this and like seeing a little bit of myself and Becca like minus the 25 men um and that you, you dress great Oh, thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Do I look good in athleisure? Great. Fabulous. Ugh. I've seen it before. <laughs> uh, but I, that the, her feelings, like there were so many times throughout like this past season that I've been like, oh, yeah, I felt like that before. Yeah. It was interesting. It's yeah. been interesting. Uh, it, it might not have been interesting for anyone else, but the season is at least sustained my interest <laughs> i thought this was uh the best episode of the season really yeah what do you think was like primetime jordan like no nah, because those only lasted like five minutes i think this whole episode consistently felt dramatic to me yeah well i guess towards the end the stakes are higher and if you're invested in the leads then you can get pretty into it this By is when a lot way, of people check out i choked up when when Jason gave her that scrapbook. Oh, so did I. Oh my God. And you know what? And it wasn't even just because like, this is a relationship ending or like, he's so amazing. I wanted someone like, it wasn't even that. Like to me, I felt the gravity of her journey in that moment. Like when, that's why I was like saying like, she has to keep the book because like when he gave it to her, this was like a momentum of everything she's been through and got to this moment so like really sweet really nice of him to do but it was just like this moment of like feeling all of it I felt this way more than her like smashing TVs with Blake even though that was fun like this to me was like the weight of everything that she's been through turned into a positive moment and it was like really emotional for me yeah Because like bad, just because something bad happens to you doesn't like, you know, it can maybe lead to something amazing. Like you don't know. I don't know. It was just really an incredible experience for me. Wow. That's pretty profound. You know what I think we should do? I think we should pose an Instagram poll on our stories tomorrow asking whether or not. Can uh, she keep the book? If if Becca can keep the book. And then we'll reveal the results Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday for Mental All. Oh, Mental All is my favorite. It's always the best. It's always the best. It's so much fun. It's so good. I can't wait to see Jordan. I miss him so much. <laughs> um, all right. I think we've done it. Okay. Sayonara. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I'm Mark David Christensen, and along with Kate Thompson, we host Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast. The show dedicated to the half-demon hero created by writer-artist Mike Mignola and published by Dark Horse Comics. Each episode, we discuss Hellboy's comic book adventures, his cinematic appearances, plus much more. That's Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.